morning, good afternoon, good evening, whenever you're listening or watching this. Welcome to the Resistance Broadcast. I'm John. Thank you so much for joining us today. It is our Monday show, the regular pod, TRB, the flagship, whatever you want to call it, the Resistance Broadcast. How's it going, everybody? Thank you for joining us. Uh, We have a good show. We're going to talk about the latest in Star Wars news, um, some optimistic stuff about the future, uh, some legacy actors still going for it. And a lot of other cool stuff. But with me, as always, James and Lacey. What's going on, guys? James, is that uh, is that the Vision shirt? I can only see the top of it. Is that what you got yes, going on? Yeah, Ronin Visions. It's um, it's one that you can pick up, I think, only at the Disney parks. But it's kind of one well, of those shirts that, like, you. you see it and you're <laughs> like, oh, that's a good shirt. And then, like, you buy it and then, like, you, you see it everywhere all over the parks and anybody who's wearing it you're like i know you bought that like yesterday (laughs) i can't wait for them to cancel celebration and i'm still not going to go don't say that why do you say stuff like that don't rig it or jinx it i'm followed with uh we have some optimistic things and then he's like i know you gotta balance balance out the force no i'm trying to do the you never like negative jinx reverse jinx so that's not a thing Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's called reverse mush or reverse jinx. That's a thing for sure. Yeah. No way. Like when Obi, <laughs> like in, in Revenge of the Sith, the whole time when Obi-Wan's like, uh, Anakin's totally going to turn to the dark side. It's going to happen. And then he didn't turn. So it worked out. I was going to say, he no, did turn. It's like, <laughs> <just> like <laughs> what is happening? Example's so bad. Lacey, what's going on? Nothing. Excited to yeah. talk about Star Wars. Man, did we have a crazy episode of Book of Boba Fett last week. Hope you guys caught the Mando Fan Show last week. If you didn't, you can rewatch it on YouTube uh, yeah. or on Listen to Us if you want. Yeah. I mean, watching is oh, always yeah. better, personally. Yeah. Uh, but I can't wait for this week's episode. I'm so excited. I know we're not going to talk about it at all, but I'm just like so hyped. <laughs> and I get to do the Mando Minute, which makes me even more hyped. Yeah. Baloney time. I know. Who knows what's going to happen? Bologna. What was the name uh, we came up for them? Favloni? Faloni Baloney. No, like him and Favreau together. <laughs> Favloni. <laughs> was that what it was? Was that our combo name? I think it was Favloni. Mm. <laughs> that works for me. Um, hashtag Favloni. Um, <laughs> yeah, so <clears throat> a lot to get into. We have uh, sort of our hybrid episode still cooking here, but we are going to start things off with the news. And later in the show, we are doing uh, Will of the Force. So if you are a patron of the Resistance broadcast, maybe your topic will be discussed on this episode later. But right now, I'm going to hand it over to my buddy James to dive into the news. It's the Resistance. A little bit of an update on what Anthony Daniels has been doing. He is currently uh, doing a little bit of C-3PO performance capture for an upcoming project. Now he didn't say what the project was as when he you know took to his Instagram to kind of update us a little bit here, but it's pretty clear that this is probably uh, Star Wars: A Droid Story, as Kathleen Kennedy announced uh, about when was it? About a year ago. So, 20 over a year ago what year is it (laughs) what year is it i don't know she announced Um, it during the pandemic james yeah exactly uh but she (laughs) said a droid story and she gave kind of a description of what it was going to be uh to to, 
quickly quoted the, the intersection of animation and virtual effects to offer new opportunities to explore. So it kind of seems now that if that was what they were working on or they had ideas for it now, it's probably falling into production and falling into line. So we get this look of him wearing this outfit. And as he says, finally, an outfit that fits, right? <laughs> so, um, so that's exciting. But uh, but I'm going to shoot it over to you, Lacey. Um, it was, was there anything that popped out to this? Does, does droid steer stories kind of move the needle for you? Are you excited for that? Do we know enough about it, do you think? Well, I don't think we know anything about it, really, unfortunately. I feel like a lot of these projects are still so secretive, uh, which is, it just kind of sucks, because it's hard to be excited for something if you don't know what it's about. Um, but as for droids, I mean, I love droids. Droids are so Star Wars, you know? They mm. Every time you see one on screen, you just get excited, because they all have their own personalities, and they all have their different skill set and whatnot. Um, as for Anthony Daniels, he is Star Wars. He's been around for so long. He's one of those iconic characters that you know exactly who he is by his mannerisms. So the fact that he's doing the motion capture is really exciting to me because that's something that they'll always have. Like, yeah. yeah. And, it, and you know, there are people like uh, Chris Bartlett who does his own kind of version of those droids and he does a great job. But there's something just about being the original person to do it kind of like... Um, I'm blanking right now. Peter Mayhew with Chewbacca. Like, Jonas does a great job, but Peter Mayhew is the original Chewbacca. So he's just kind of copycatting those those motions and mannerisms while trying to make it his own. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm just excited to see him continue doing Star Wars because we weren't really sure what was going to happen after this, especially after The Rise of Skywalker. Like, is he going to continue on? I know we've said that characters like him and R2-D2 and Chewbacca are never going to go away because you do, it doesn't depend on who's in the suit. Um, yeah. but he's definitely, you know, an important part of Star Wars and I can't wait to see what the project is. I I'm sure it's going to be probably more on, on the kiddie side, it sounds like. However, that being said, you might say Rebels is a kid's show, but they have some deep themes in that show and, and very emotional moments. Same with Clone Wars. So you kind of never know. Yeah, I think I'm with you on that page, except for <laughs> the fact that it seems like it's following three droids two of which we already know and then it's not like a new one crazy yeah. deep with hopefully it's not like a park droid i find that we'll get into it eventually but uh yeah disney seems to be throwing more of these like park elements in which is like cool but not cool they're like selling you too much <laughs> so i hope it's like an actual original character yeah um john what are your thoughts on you know this image uh the upcoming droid story do you think it'll be too kitty well Lacey has me thinking that we're not there yet, but it's a little fearful that we'll get to the point where there's an episode of some show and Han Solo's like giving people tickets to pilot the Millennium Falcon and these families oh. of five are like, I'm going to be the pilot. I'm going to be the pilot. So, oh, no. But, um, <laughs> no, I mean, the, the whole Anthony Daniels thing, like when I did that um, virtual press conference for the holiday special and i got to like ask him a question and, and talk about the legacy of preserving george lucas's uh, vision for for the franchise he like per he like really takes that very seriously and he feels a big responsibility and now that you know mark hamill we we talked about this when mark hamill came back he took over as the longest tenured star wars actor by checking back in uh with the mandalorian now anthony daniels is like uh -uh, i'm taking it back now i'm gonna be the longest tenured 
And we'll see what Mark Hamill does after that, because, you know, who knows mm -hmm. what the future is for, for Luke. I know there's a lot of buzz going around about more Luke coming in The Mandalorian. But, uh, you know, 1976 to now, that's 46 years of playing one character. And I know, you know, people can say, like, maybe he's not even doing C-3PO. It's like, come on, he's doing C-3PO. He definitely is. He And he but, doesn't say no to anything. He seemingly is like, yep. Oh, mm -hmm, he, yes. he loves, he is so protective of C-3PO. He loves C-3PO. He will right. play C-3PO until he's 120 if he can. <laughs> um, but I think it's what I like about this. It's just his head on C-3PO's body. Like he's aged yeah. past him, his own self and becomes it, Just like Attack of the Clones. Yeah, just his head. <laughs> um but I, I think what they can do now, I'm not a uh, you know, tech genius with this stuff, but um, you watch like the gallery and you see like all the stuff they're doing with the AI voice for Luke Skywalker, um, the facial mappings, um, and also performance capture. And, you know, maybe they're doing something to capture every movement he does, kind of like they do for those sports video games where they get the batter stances right or how the football players yeah. play and stuff. They have C-3PO maybe... So like you said, Lacey, to, um, if, the, if they wanted to go the CG route with C-3PO in the future, even for live action scenes, they can say that is Anthony Daniels because we map that. That's exactly his performance. That's how he walks. That's how he moves that arm. That arm right. moves it a little differently. That type of stuff. Like You can fool any Star Wars fan with another person in that suit probably. There's something about the authenticity of having the guy. And the fact that he's still doing it, I think, is very, very cool. Now, I don't know anything about what Droid Story is going to be like. I think it'd be fun if it was more of along the lines of the family surface level sort of adventures, maybe narrating a tale or something like that. Um, nothing too crazy because I don't know that I want to see like C-3PO getting into high action stuff like i still have a hard time watching the scenes in attack of the clones where he's like dangling from the droid machine and swinging all over the place and it's got to be a little a little too much so <laughs> but but again the, the main thing here is just seeing anthony daniels all these years later still that passionate about bringing this character to life for people and uh it's a special thing so i'm sure when he first put on the suit Back uh, in the late seventies, he didn't think in two thousand twenty-two he'd be still doing it. So right, uh, it's, right. it's very cool. And the further we get removed from, you know, the George Lucas era of Star Wars, it's nice to to be able to see that some OGs are still getting it done. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no telling if this is in fact a droid story, but it just seems pretty likely. Um, the the interesting thing here is the description says this epic journey. So I don't think it's going to be something where they're just like, one time we ran no, into this right. situation, you yeah. know, and then like the next week is like another thing, which seems a little bit more like something that would be on YouTube, like Droid Tales or something, you know, and it's like short little adventures that involve R2-D2 and C-3PO, right? But it's like, it seems, you know, they're saying this epic journey will introduce us to a new hero. And it's like, oh man, it's, it definitely does seem like they're, it's going to be um, like serialized. Is that the right term? Like every episode like follows where the last one left off kind of thing? Maybe. Or is it a, is it a series? Did they say it was a series? Because it might just be a movie, like a special. It, does, it says a special Star Wars adventure for Disney+. Plus. So you're right. It might be just one single thing. Because they just did an Ice Age movie that I was like, oh, that could be similar to what they're doing, like little one shots. Like, but like, it wouldn't be a movie like because the they canon... said very clearly they weren't going to make movies for Disney Plus. So it would have to be like 
the holiday special. Could like, that not it's change? Like 40 minutes. No, it absolutely could change, but I would think that they would have said it was a movie. You know? Right, like right, right, right. Like the, the canon version in terms of tone and feel of like the Ewok adventure stuff. Like it's going to be fun, light. We'll meet some new people, but it, I don't know how deep it will get. And I don't know that it necessarily needs to. You know what I mean? We have a lot of like deep stuff coming. Uh, yeah. I wonder if they're just going like, you know, look at Wally. Like it was able to pull this off <laughs> um, with so much of the beginning of the movie not even having any dialogue. And yet people oh, still follow it. That's in my it. top and three. It, yeah. And it was like up for awards and everything. So it's like, it's not like it isn't possible to do a story with like three droids and introduces to this new hero which is obviously going to be a cute droid i would imagine right and everybody's going to have all these uh emotions attached to it so protected at all happen, costs that all the tweets yeah, will be that <laughs> so yeah i would yeah. imagine um that's probably what we're looking at but you're, that's a good point i've always pictured it as a show and now you're making me think that it is, in fact, like a special, like a four mi- 40 minute to an hour thing. Um, so that's interesting. But enough to not make it, you know, on the YouTube or like they right. didn't say we're doing um, like last year, 2020, they weren't saying we're doing another Lego uh, Halloween special mm-hmm. like that didn't make the cut. Granted, that mm-hmm. was probably more of a licensed thing, but still it right. ended up on Disney Plus. It feels like it's Star Wars. Um, this has to be there's, maybe bigger than that. There's there's something about the Star Wars stuff that comes out on YouTube first that feels like they don't care about it as much. Or it's more of like a treat than it is something like our storytelling. Like I'm still surprised yeah. Jedi Challenge didn't end up on Disney Plus and it was on. I think that uh, had something to do with YouTube. the pandemic though. I really Maybe. do. I think they were. Maybe. I, yeah. I don't know what was going on with that, but it was <clears throat> supposed to be Disney Plus, or I thought. I don't know if we made that up, but my understanding was that it was supposed to be Disney Plus, and then it got put on YouTube. It's, and maybe that was in conjunction with them launching the YouTube Kids channel all of a sudden, and they're like, you know what? We need to launch that thing, and we need to make it big. We don't really think this is going to move the needle one way or another on Disney Plus. So let's just put it here. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's possible whoever's in charge of um, live action output on Disney Plus said, you know, we didn't really love that. We don't know that we want to run that on the yeah, service. Maybe. Yeah, I, I, I hear that as a possibility, but I think it was better quality than some stuff that ends up on Disney Plus. Yeah, they did a you whole set I mean? and everything. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. technically right now there's like, an Obi-Wan Kenobi trailer that's like a piece of <laughs> content. It's not like show coming soon, here's the trailer. It's like this is the content to watch and it's like a minute and a half, you know. The funny like, thing is I wouldn't even call that a trailer. It's like a first look. <laughs> yeah. That's what I'm saying. It's <laughs> like a very, a very whatever old it was, first look. Yeah. Yeah, whatever it was, it feels like they're marketing it as a piece of content on Disney Plus and not like this advertisement. Right. Remember when we were like it was around this time in 2018 and like there was no trailer for solo yet and everyone's like what is going on How i wasn't no here so yet? i can't answer this question. i just been fans no i mean I fans. it's always so been like that like where's the trailer where's the trailer where's the trailer yeah. right and like we're, we're months name? away from kenobi Remember, what's the name for rise of skywalker that was the big thing like what's the name yeah yeah 
But yeah. like legit, like nothing for Kenobi yet, and it's it could very well be like as soon as four months away. It's interesting. Yeah, we I need to look back at that. Don't whole, know what's like, going on they, there. Yeah, when they, they might wait till after Super Bowl. When they released Book of Boba Fett content, and then start to really like piece that together. Or are they being... doing it on the Super Bowl? No, yeah, that was about talked that. about um, on something else I was listening to where they were interviewing O'Shea Jackson Jr. And they oh, were talking yeah. about how it might maybe Super Bowl, who knows, you know? Because mm-hmm. they, they did they, they also They also brought up the whole thing about him being like, let's go trailer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He tweeted <laughs> that. <laughs> and he was like, I'm pumped, but like th- that's proof right there that I have no clue. So when I say <laughs> yeah, Super Bowl, right. it's just as much of a guess as you guys. Yeah. Yeah. By the way, side note, yeah. I listened to that interview. It was done by the Barstool guys. Uh, Jeff D'Lo did the interview with him, uh, and they brought up Star Wars and stuff. So if you want to go check that out, I fell in love with him in that interview. I was like, this is the coolest guy ever, man. He talked about, <laughs> like, all of his opinions were my opinions, and he even specifically talked about how he went to go see Dragon Ball in the theater and everything, and I was like, "Holy crap, man! I think I get I would get along with this guy. It's <laughs> pretty awesome." Um, but he's pumped. He's pumped for Kenobi. Um, I yep. want to move on to our next story though, because we were just talking about Lucasfilm and that whole like Investors Day uh, thing. And one of the things that they brought up at that specific time was not Star Wars related. It was actually more of a Lucasfilm project um, that was going to be an adaptation of uh, the story. Um, the uh, it's sorry. It's called Children of Blood and Bone. I was gonna call it the, and it's not. It's Children of Blood and Bone, and it's kind of an ongoing thing. They made the bid for it. They were gonna, uh, they were gonna work with this other studio, and then the author kind of wanted to have some say in it, and they just ended up kind of letting that expire. So even though it was announced that they were gonna work on this. They went ahead and let it uh, expire, and they sold the rights, and and now somebody else is going to make the movie. Paramount, and they're gonna, yeah. Yeah, they're going to work with the author and everything like that. So it's probably, if you're a fan of this particular piece of work, it's probably better that it's out of Lucasfilm's hands now. I don't know. But uh, as the story came out, it was kind of in conjunction with Lucasfilm has just decided that they're going to continue to work on their existing IPs and not break out and try to do a little bit more than they have. Um, they're just going to keep with, you know, things that they've worked with in the past, which is, or they've created, you know, Indiana Jones, lots of Star Wars, stuff like that. So, um, and, and Willow, that was the other one that they were like really focused on. So yeah, uh, that's the story right there. John, I don't know if you have something else to add to this. Uh, what are your thoughts on Lucasfilm? Maybe n- not uh, bringing in new property and new content under their umbrella and really just hammering home the stuff that they've been doing for years. I think it's great news. Um, I know I get the idea of wanting to branch things out. And um, I mean, Lucas himself did that a little bit, like Strange Magic and um, that Pilots movie, The War Pilots. I've never seen Strange Magic, but I've heard every Raylo fan talk about it. Yeah, like and then uh, Red Tails, I think, was the the pilot one. Yes, yeah. Um, yeah. but you know, it's kind of like, and I'm not huge on analogies, but it really is sort of like you're an, you've been an expert cake maker for 
40 years and then lately you've been having to throw some cakes out because you didn't do that great of a job or you're taking a little longer to fill the orders and then you're like you know what i'm also going to start cooking baking cookies for the first time <laughs> uh like <clears throat> they I, i'm not trying to you know pile on them here but they've been having issues even just as recently with rogue squadron and stuff with what they're good at doing so it just doesn't make sense to widen the net and try other new things when you are clearly having issues doing the things that Disney got you for. I think there's something happening and it seems to be a theme in all these stories we're checking in on that they're going back to what works and what works is Star Wars and honestly a lot of Star Wars people are familiar with. Um, fan service. And things that branch off that. And you know what? People say fan service is a bad thing. I don't think so. But I'm saying I that's what fans... they keep. I think the things mm. that they've had the most success with has been fan service type yeah, moments right. and nostalgia and like everything else. Well, yeah. Look at. I mean, just look at the Spider-Man movie and bringing back all those characters and stuff. Like they Spoiler call it a multiverse. Alert. It's I haven't been out seen for it yet. Two months. Yeah, you didn't know. No. People, you, Spoiler yeah, alert. You I forgot you didn't have the internet. I'm sorry. Um, I can't go to the movie but... theater, jerk. <laughs> Just you, go online anywhere. Don't, don't pretend. You don't sit jerk. here and pretend. I can't that go to the movie theater with a brand new baby in a pandemic. Sorry, don't I can't go see Spider Man. And and pretend that you, you don't jerk. know what went down. Okay. I don't. I haven't seen the movie. Anyway, <laughs> multiverse is this term, fancy term for <laughs> fan service. And they've convinced people that it's two different things. It's not. He's John Spoily now. Yeah, clearly. I'm a big scooper of things that already happened. Spoiling rides, <laughs> spoiling movies for me. So listen, um, I think this is a, a really good thing. I like the idea. You know, they're doing another Indiana Jones. Who knows what happens with that franchise after? Um, Willow, fine. I'm sure I'll check it out. But in terms of Star Wars and seeing the line from, what was this, Hollywood Reporter saying, and yes, many, many Star Wars movies and shows. Like we keep also seeing those generic statements that there's a lot more Star Wars coming that we don't know about. So that mm -hmm. gets me excited. Um, I think they like what they're doing with Disney+. Plus, uh, and I think it puts it takes a lot of pressure off them for the theatrical movies, knowing that the fans are um, getting content without uh, saying, where's the next movie? Where's the next movie? Uh, it, it puts a little less pressure on them to maybe make some changes and do some things with something like a Rogue Squadron. But... Um, the, the meat and potatoes of this being that they're focusing, going back inward and stuff like that. I like all of that. I saw people saying that they were upset that they're diverting back to what's familiar. I couldn't, couldn't disagree more. I think this is a great yeah. choice for them I'll and is, is the, the best thing possible for Lucasfilm is to do what you're good at and make sure you're doing that right before you try to even widen that net a little bit. Yeah, I don't know, though, because, OK, I, I think in the end, I agree with what you're saying, and I think that's probably the right thing. But I will say when I first read this story, I did have the other side of that reaction. And I thought it was interesting to me that they were like, hey, we're going to expand ourselves, like almost like a director saying, I, I'm going to stop making, you know, action movies. I made like five action movies and I'm really good at it, but I'm going to broaden. Everybody goes, I like this director. I want him to make more movies. I want him to open up and be better at, you know, growing his talent or or an actor, you know, doing different types of movies or or a a a, a football quarterback who only passes, you know, he's going hey, I'm going to open up my passing game or uh, my uh, handoff game or whatever. Sports. 
Yeah, it's sports. I don't know. But I'm saying like <laughs> you want somebody to grow and succeed and open up their ability to do more stuff. And when you later found out, find out that they're like, you know, they're still passing the ball and then they do an interview and they're like, yeah, I'm just going to go back to passing all the time. Like, it's like, oh, <laughs> I mean, you're good at passing. That That's great. I love that, you know, and you'll probably be one of the best passers of all time. But it just kind of sucks be- for people that maybe were interested in some something that they love. Like if you want to root for Lucasfilm, you would want to see them succeed on like multiple branches like they. They have Star Wars and like years down the line, say they did branch this out. They did Children of the Blood and Bone and this other one and this other movie. And they created all these new things. You can look back at the legacy and say they had all those things and Star Wars and Indiana Jones, you know, kind of thing. And now it just feels like, well, they're just going to have to like drill in the legacy of just having Star Wars and Indiana Jones and, you know, and some of these other properties. It's not a bad thing. And I agree with your points, but I will say that was my first initial take on it is I was like, oh, I thought they were going to like grow, but they're going to focus inward, you know, and it's not a bad thing. But Lacey, I guess I, I'm not saying I think that now because I think John brings up really good points. But where, where do you land on both of those sides? So first of all, I think it's interesting that the detail was added that the reason that they they moved away from the project is because the author wanted more say in the creative process and oh, say yes. in what's going on with the like it's for, I believe it's a book to movie. I, I apologize, people that are fans of this. I, I don't know of it. So it's a book yeah. that they're turning into a movie. I find that interesting because when we look back on projects that have had issues, whether it be Kenobi, whether it be Solo, whether it be whatever, it's always so and so wanted to say and they didn't like that. <laughs> like yeah. they wanted to change something and Lucasfilm didn't really like that. Now I'm going by obviously rumors. We don't know firsthand that's the case, but it seems that that is a consistent thing that keeps happening with Lucasfilm is that they want more control over things and they're kind of like, okay, you have a great story, you have a great pitch, you have a great idea, we'll take it from there. And and once you kind of overstep that into like, hey, I'd like to have a say, they're kind of like, eh, we have other things we got to do. I also mm-hmm. think that's what's playing into this, the prioritizing part is going kind of off of what John was saying, you got to you got to go back to the basics because they've had so many issues with certain projects. Now, I think they've been super successful in everything that they've do- they're have do doing, but there is a good chunk of people and or fandom or general public that maybe didn't like one movie but liked a different movie, might liked this but not this, might be more fans of one character over another. So they want overall to have, you know, keep consistently making like Force Awakens type or Rogue One type successes where they're making all this money and everybody likes it. So if, you know, everybody wants that. So when you have a project, (laughs) when you had consistent projects, though, when you look at Solo, you look at Last Jedi, you look at The Rise of Skywalker. Now with Book of Boba Fett, where you have, it's kind of half and half, where you have some people that really, really love it and some people that don't. Uh, There's kind of the successes we've seen so far have been those moments where luke skywalker returns or the nostalgic stuff which i get we're in a pandemic that times are hard people are struggling they want to feel good and what do you do when you want to feel good you go back to good times good memories good moments in your life so people are are being drawn to those things and and i'm sure favreau's right in there with us where he wants to 
go back to his childhood, which he said that was the point of this project to begin with. So I'm not surprised that they're going to stick with what they know and kind of fine tune it and uh, keep going with that. I guess my question is, what falls into that bucket of new? Is that Ryan Johnson? Does Ryan Johnson fall into that bucket of new outside of the IP conversation of like what they know? Uh, clearly Taika doesn't, but Rogue Squadron's already having issues and that's kind of outside what they've known so far. Um, and again, it seems like that's another conversation of creative control versus having a say in the project, storyline type stuff. Uh, it's I'm just interested to see what happens, but I know that my initial question, James, going back to what you asked, was what falls into this bucket of star wars ip of what they know and what they're they're gonna go with and what things they're cutting mm. like do those star wars but i'm saying do those star wars projects that are newer fall outside of this stick with what you know type mm. we're gonna stick to star wars or do you think that includes all of star wars i just took it as they're not gonna do anything outside of star wars ips mm -hmm. yeah got it okay yeah okay that makes sense uh so yeah that rambling was my thoughts <laughs> no i mean that makes oh and i do know like... what happened to spider-man before anybody freaks out and yells at john online i do know because people are mean and i knew within like i think two seconds of the movie premiering it was all over the internet so i, I mean, do the movie know. came out last year again i haven't been able to go to the movie theater yet john and they don't have it on disney it's not Plus yet. that it's just you you just admitted you knew so what are we saying here you go online you're you know saying that, last that year we're in january that's the joke good lord your jokes are terrible go ahead james <laughs> i haven't seen spider-man either so hey see <laughs> neither, neither have i oh my <laughs> god <laughs> anyway you spoiled it for yourself then john yeah <laughs> Um, I forget where we were on this. I, I I was gonna say I, I liked your I liked your point of saying that it felt like it was um as soon as they were in contention over control, Lucasfilm said no. You know, like we're not giving up our control, which I think is one of those things. Like, I don't know if that's like a Lucasfilm thing or not, but that was kind of what people said was the problems with the prequels. Is like there was too much control there, and they didn't go loose with it. Now, that being said, I don't really know where that falls in with like other studios, the big one mm -hmm. being Marvel, right? Mm -hmm. Does Marvel pick creators and let creators be creators or do they pick creators and then tell them this is this is how it's going to be? And it's like, I imagine it's probably a good balance of both on Lucasfilm and the MCU. I imagine they, right. they work pretty well with these creators, but I think as an overall, like, I, like if you're going to let the success dictate it i think people look at marvel like oh wow they're they're like they have a plan but they let people be creative or whatever and lucasfilm's very like this is the plan and you're never going to deviate from that kind of thing that's the outside appearance but it's, it's like we really cause... don't know what that collaboration looks like behind the scenes yeah and it's tough because you hear you know from ryan johnson just as an example ryan johnson he was in full control like that story is his story he made those decisions and they went all for it and they got a half-and-half half reaction to it. Then you have Rise of Skywalker, which seemingly from behind the scenes was all these studios had input, JJ had input, Chris Terrio had input, yeah. all these other people had input, and then that was half-and-half. Half. So it's like 
you do and you don't, you know, catch 22 type thing. It's like if you give them more control that people don't like it. If you don't give them more control, people don't like it. I'm just thinking like what what sometimes is considered control, like, hey, we're going to let you do whatever you want. And it's like, well, I'm going to walk up there. I'm going to hit a home run and bring everybody home and we're going to get four runs. You know, it's like, okay, yeah, that's exactly what we were thinking. Like more room to grow type thing. Yeah. But if somebody has this like out of the ordinary plan, you know, they don't let them be that. They're going, nah, go out there and hit home runs, you know, like do our yeah. plan kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know why I have so many sports analogies tonight. I feel like yeah, those are probably like sports the easiest hard. for people to understand. They're all like spot on too, like right out of ESPN. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> I can see like all those those four guys wearing suits sitting behind the desk all saying exactly what I'm saying. So just Yeah. <laughs> Someone needs just to nodding lift with their w. mic like they're holding the mic. Yeah. Someone like, needs to cut oh. from you to like one of those desk shots of people just nodding, yeah. like cutting together yeah. a scene of you talking at the desk. I know I know a little bit of it cuz I watched Ted Lasso and he was on one of, ah. one of the guys was on one of those shows. So I'm like, "Oh, I kind of get it. They're giving their opinions." All right. Um, no, it's just, it's interesting, but if, you know, if you're looking, I don't know if this is a good thing or a bad thing for the actual piece of content, you know, maybe you wanted to see it in the Lucasfilm, it's not going to happen, but maybe over here, you'll like how the author had a little bit more control. And again, that's, that's another quick thing too. Like sometimes when the authors get involved, it doesn't work. So it's like maybe the author wanted to do stupid things like in Fifty Shades of Grey and the, the, they're like, no, yeah, we don't want to do that kind of thing. Do you know what I'm talking I about? I haven't seen that yet, James. No, I'm just, you know John, what I'm talking about, though, right? <laughs> I've seen those movies. Those movies are meh. But because well, the author came in and was like, I know exactly how this is supposed to go down and took control over everything. And everybody was like, yeah. this is awful. And it might be ruined. one of those scenarios where well, the author comes in and goes, Oh, I didn't think of this like kind of like Monday more money uh, Monday morning quarterback another yeah. sportsing reference. Uh, sportsing. They <laughs> that they go back and they go, oh, I wish I changed this in the book, and I didn't like you know certain authors sure who will sure. not be named saying certain characters should have ended up together or like this character's this and this happened to this character, and you're like, no, that's not what happened in the book, but they wanted it to happen. Yeah. Yeah. Had the yeah. opportunity to be the next Godfather, and they ruined it. <laughs> um, one more thing we uh we wanted to talk about here is that uh, there's going to be some new Star Wars games. So we finally got a little bit of an update on awesome. what EA is uh up to. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, Respawn Entertainment specifically too. It's it was kind of this surprising post where they were like, "Hey, uh, you know that." Fallen Order sequel, the Jedi series. We are, in fact, making that. That is happening. Uh, they didn't give an update, but they said updates coming soon. And they talked a little bit more about how uh, there's going to be a new first-person shooter-style game, I guess, mm-hmm. moving away from Battlefront, mm-hmm. and also another game that is more of a strategy game, which I would like to hear some examples of like how like what are what are they picturing when they're saying strategy game, um. But it it's quite interesting if you look at some of the details on StarWarsNewsNet.com about you know who's in control of this and 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 uh, what right. types of games they've worked on in the past. So you can kind of paint a picture of maybe what we're gonna see. But it is uh it's the update on that side of the the frame, uh, even though we know that they've since. Uh, lost their exclusivity 
uh, and there's other companies that are also working on games as well. So, um, I don't know, Lacey, uh, you are probably the closest to games. <laughs> I think we say that every time, but <laughs> it's I don't funny. Know I really haven't played, not, but yeah, the only game I've played recently is Tetris on my Nintendo switch. <laughs> I'm really lacking in the gaming. It's you just have like, a Nintendo Switch? <laughs> I do. One of the new ones, the OLED ones, the ones that just oh, came yeah. out. That's that's the new. That's like, I like hunted yeah. it down from GameStop. It was this big yeah. thing. John's I won't get into like it. PS5 too. Oh, really? Four. Oh, he's got a four. Whatever. Four. Um, but my that being said, like three. <laughs> that being said, I love <laughs> Battlefront. It's probably my favorite Star Wars game. Uh, when I do get a chance to play it, it's such a good time. I'm terrible at it. I used to be like really good at Halo, like really good. And I'm not just saying that. In college, I was like really good. However, mm. now I suck. I'm past mm. the age of being good at, <laughs> at video games, I guess. Uh, just kidding. But uh, that being said, I'm really excited about the first person shooter. When I saw that, I was like, I did like a little like, yes, because those are my favorite kind of games like i like just playing crazy online multiplayer first person shooter games where you like play against people and they yell at you and you get to shoot them <laughs> yeah run around yeah i don't that's what I'm looking forward I, to. do you do you have any idea what you might be picturing when you hear this strategy game like i feel like it's probably one of those like uh my games my husband my husband plays he plays like age of empires and stuff where it's like strategy build games where you like yeah, build those up are like mobile games and stuff no right? he plays on the pc so it's like you know i'm trying blanking on games that mm. have been around forever but like he plays age of empires where you like build up towns and you have certain like different types of uh like minecraft not Minecraft. No. no, this is more of like a strategy-based game where you build buildings and you're building up kind of like your map against other teams, and then you oh, have yeah. different. You're trying to kind of like to risk, expand kind of, and yeah. You 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 have a factory that builds soldiers or ships yeah. or something, and you have like to make that. choices. Like, like you have wood, which converts to money, which converts to certain things. So if you have like a bunch Starcraft, of certain shouldn't, Starcraft, shouldn't that be a... that's the word I was looking for. Starcraft, yes. Oh. Hmm. Shouldn't that be but, a Thrawn game then? That sounds like it should be a Thrawn game or something. Well, it could be not, cool. Not saying that it isn't, but yeah. I would imagine it's probably like Empire versus the Rebellion. <laughs> you know, mm. pretty straightforward. Yeah. Um, but then they might also go into the same thing that the Battlefront series does, where they're like, "Oh, it's the Confederacy versus you know this that like so and the First Order versus." So and certain people have certain strengths, like it. certain teams. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Mm. But it's it, it's funny to me though because like. Don't get me wrong, like StarCraft was and still is very big, but it's like that was for a very specific time. And to hear that a game would be like a new Star Wars game coming out that's similar to StarCraft, I'm like, really? Tons like, of people play those games, though. I like, I'm telling you, Matt plays do, them, but he I'm plays it like, like every night. <laughs> I know, but it, it, I don't know, like, doesn't it seem so strange in the, in the era of like everybody's it's a very playing, 90s like, Uncharted thing. or something? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and we still can't seem to get one of those games. Although you could say Jedi Fallen Order is, is similar in that sense. The like new one might Palmer, be because so. they're doing a new. Oh no, Jedi Fallen Order is the new action adventure game. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's still there's there's other games that that they're working on that we've heard about numerous times. You know, mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. but I I don't know. It always feels like one of those things. Like I don't I don't believe it or I don't follow the game stories until they come out, except with 
Jedi Fallen Order. That was the only one that I'm like, this game makes sense to me that it's going to have a sequel. We're just waiting for the sequel. Yeah, people are pumped for that game. Yeah, and it's interesting too. I I, I want to throw it out there too, John. I don't know if I've actually even gotten to you, so I feel bad. Yeah, I'll, I'll throw yeah. I'll throw to you with this. Um, do you think that this announcement of Jedi, the next Jedi series game, as we've talked about, has anything to do with maybe that loose connection that we saw in um, Book of Boba Fett on last Wednesday? Interesting. Uh, the the BD droid. Yeah, I mean, like, do you think that was like the announcement was somehow timed with when they knew this this was going to be shown? I mean, um, I know that it's kind of a of a stretch to put those two together, but I don't I didn't know if like they were like, hey, we want this announcement to be a little bit stronger. Oh well, you know, we're we're including this droid here. Maybe there will be a lot of tweets around the idea of the game and the Fallen Order. And then what is Fallen Order? You know, may- maybe it all just kind of like vibes together and people are mm-hmm. talking a lot about I don't know. possible like, connections or cameos in the show. Yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm really pretty removed from video games in general, let alone Star Wars video games. Um, because they're, th- I mean, games are just, they're getting harder and harder to play, in my opinion. And I'm getting worse and worse at video games. It's, so it's weird like that double- you say <laughs> that, because I think the concept for video games has been that they're getting too easy. Well, I think they're easy in the sense where, because you could save your progress. But in terms of just how overwhelming some of the environments are, like on squadrons, I was like, getting anxiety. Like, everything I was looking at, like, just looked chaotic. It looked like, basically, <laughs> when the... When the ship moves out of the way at the beginning of Revenge of the Sith and you see just utter madness in the sky, <laughs> that's how I feel when I play these Star Wars games. And I'm just like, can I just get the Lego games and play that? So Yeah, I don't know. Um, I, I understand that with Battlefront or, or uh, what you were just talking about, Squadrons. Yeah. But like, I don't know. Maybe Have you tried Fallen Order where it's a little bit I more I still like, haven't tried Fallen Order. We need Order. to go to I'll... that door. Walk over to that door right now. And if you fall <laughs> yeah. off, we'll just use the force and put you right back where you started. Like, yeah. voice. <laughs> it's just like, you know it what feels though? like some of these games, like that's kind of been the concept for the last 20 years that games have gotten like... Um, like if you die, they just like put you back and there's yeah. not really Can any loss there again? to like, oh, I have to start over. What? The, the voice like, <laughs> go find the scroll and then use the scroll to talk to the witch. Like the witch over there who's is, in blue. Wait, is there yeah. a narrator? She'll give you a is sword there... and then you can level up. <laughs> is there a narrator? Are you just no, no. Oh. I'm saying that's like the. We overall, gotta make a video. Like, we, we're creating game a lot of videos has like today, a character apparently. that's like the person that's telling you what to do. Like we oh, no, we need to take. And they turn play. away. They turn Press away D when they're to... done talking to you, and then you go up to them again. And they're like, like I said. <laughs> yeah, aren't you gonna go on a mission? Like or whatever. We yeah. need to get gameplay of Fallen Order and have James do a voiceover of it. <laughs> And just put that on our yeah. channel and then get it taken down. I actually think so there is a character. It's like the pilot character that usually is telling you where to go. Like once you jump off the ship and you're right. walking somewhere. For Halo, it's like Cortana who's constantly telling yeah, you like, hey, Cortana don't go that way. Like the, yeah. Hey, maybe see you should if you stay can, on track. See if you can find a warthog around here. <laughs> <laughs> James, you can narrate the, the next Star Wars animated series. And be like, exactly. the galaxy divided. <laughs> yeah. 
rebel troops had their backs against the wall. It's always phrased like that, though. It's like, see if you could find this very specific thing. (laughs) It's usually by a tree. Like, (laughs) yeah, I mean, it's cool. Bring on more Star Wars games. Uh, I'm not that impassioned about it. So, Uh, and like you, James, I don't really, it's, I don't keep up too much with. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, we're at this stage of making this game. I'm just like, all right. Yeah, when it's out, it it's out. out. Yeah, I'll check it out, and and that's it. But uh, yeah, that's all I got on video games. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean that's pretty much it for the news that happened this week. Um, but there were a couple other things just that had to do a little bit with like Hasbro. We kind of want to talk about them. Number one is that um they did uh, unveil a new vintage collection Boba Fett, which is uh you know that I think it's three point seven five. A smaller mm-hmm. character that's in the packaging that looks like the original Kenner and stuff. And uh, the character is designed to look like the one that we saw in the Mandalorian season two. So that's kind of cool if you're looking forward to that. And this is in conjunction with uh, Lucasfilm extending their deal with Hasbro. So, you know, I was actually doing something recently for my, my wife where she like sent me a game or something and I saw Milton Bradley on it. And I was like, this has to be like a remake of a game because I haven't thought about this name of a company in a long time from milton bradley you know right yeah and uh and i like looked it up and i was like yeah of course it was absorbed by hasbro like years ago and hasbro just owns like the toy market it it would be kind of crazy i think at this point for lucasfilm to not extend their deal with hasbro but you know as they said in the um in the announcement you know they've had a long relationship with the company and they're they're hoping to continue to grow and uh proud to deepen you know their relationship and collaborate with the disney team as well so that's what just a little dangerous though because if you get so comfortable and so stagnant and like you're buying up the competition the quality is going to automatically go down because you're not fighting against someone else and if you just feel comfortable in your station that's why you're getting these repaints of all these helmets, these redos of these action figures. But I think that goes with what I'm saying is like, there's like, who else is going to do them on the level that they can do them? You know, and I mean, the, I'm sure the, there are companies, but I was ho- I was hoping Lucasfilm was going to go to a, another company, honestly. But and I'm not I, even a big collector. I just think a change of pace, like get someone hungry in there, like Hasbro, or been, let more than one person forever. make stuff because Figure Arts in yeah. Japan makes beautiful figures, like more yeah. beautiful than Hasbro's. Like they or the are hot so toys, awesome. Sideshow, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or and maybe they feel you like can't they get them do. Here. You know, maybe they're like. Hasbro is just one of our things. So we're signing up with them so that they can continue to like all of their meetings are the same. They're like, Oh, what do we got this year? Uh, let's see. Uh, yeah. Black series, <laughs> you know, like, well, I mean, one example same. would be, they had a Boba Fett that came out over the summer and then they just released one where he takes his helmet off and you can get the one with the helmet off. So people are like, okay, you literally just sold us this exact same figure over the summer with, with so you can't take a helmet on yeah, stuff. Like that's not their fault, kid, but Yeah. No, imagine being a kid and you watch Star Wars and you're like, oh, I want a Grogu figure and I want a Queel figure and I want to play with them. And they're like, see in two years, kiddo, when you don't like toys anymore. And you can't yeah. find them anywhere. They're impossible yeah. to find. The good ones. Yeah. Good luck. Yeah. You they- guys sound like you're describing the toys in 1977. <laughs> like, 
you can't find them anywhere. And like, they just send you a note that says, see you in two years. Well, they cancel a (laughs) lot of orders. I know Walmart does all the time. Like they sell these exclusives through different distributors from, from Walmart to Amazon to Target. And the thing is, is a lot of these exclusives wouldn't happen without these people backing them, which makes sense. But it's just such a difficult landscape now to be a collector. And not only that, it's super expensive now. It's just the way it is. Um, I think it's tough to constantly be spending money on $26 figures. Like mm-hmm. I myself ha- am now like, okay, I'm picking and choosing. If there's one I want, I'll get it. If not, then it is what it is. I'd love to collect everything. It's just, I can't afford yeah. to. And a lot of people can't. And you have yeah. this and you have books and you have video games. It's yeah. not cheap being a Star Wars fan. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people invest money where they care the most, obviously. But yeah, no, Hasbro figures are not cheap. And <laughs> With the way the Rancor figure went in the fall, I'm interested to see what their next Haslap's going to be because it failed. I wonder if they did do, they waited and did a Book of Boba Fett Rancor, if it, you know, came with the Danny Trejo figure instead and stuff, if it would have succeeded compared to the one that they did. Now you're talking to someone mm-hmm. that loves the Rancor, but... um I think people were more excited about this one than than looking back at that one, but it was also super expensive. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's the thing. That's the biggest thing there. People are like, oh, yeah. what? Yeah, like, I mean, it almost made it. You're a big but company, it, but it didn't. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, well, that being said, uh, that ra- rounds out uh, resistance report this week. We do want to get to our next section, which I'm going to toss it back to you, Lacey. What do we got? Yeah, so guys, it's time for the Patreon pod race. So there are lots of ways you can support us. You can like this video, comment, subscribe, follow us on all the audio platforms like Spotify. Thank you guys so much for uh, reviewing the show on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, which now we have, I believe, over 200 reviews, which is crazy. We really appreciate it. Um, You can follow us on Twitter at R-B-A-T-S-W-N-N or on Instagram at The Resistance Broadcast. But if you want more than this show, you want instant, well, not instant, but weekly uh, mini episodes and stuff like that, mailings, whatnot, live streams. You can head over to patreon.com slash resistance broadcast. Starting at only $2 a month, you support this show and what we're doing and what we plan to do this year, which is really exciting. Fingers crossed about celebration, but all the content that's coming out with the way things are going just right now with Book of Boba Fett, that's what we're expecting to do for every new show that comes out. Um, but yeah, so this is the part of the show that we let generals and spice runners be take part. Um, so first, I'm going to thank them. So thank you to our generals, Carmelo, Andrew Staley, Jeremy Myers, John Reese, Jetta Rosewater, Paul Olson, Oliver Lewis, Frank Grande, Darth Hurricane, John Charlton, Nick Kratz, Christian Morales, Brian Smith, Matt Chitty, Nathan Shank, Danny, Mike Rumor, and Val Trichkoff. And welcome, Mike, by the way, who's a new general. Thank you so yeah. much. Uh, Spice Runners, David Probus, Neil Shaw, Double C Chris, Kendall Gelnar, Ryan Wara, Dave Hornack, Micah Harrison, and Thomas Hennessy. Thank you guys for being extra spicy as our Spice Runners. This week, we have General Nick Kratz. Welcome. And we asked him, as a new dad, how do you think being a father will change how you look at Star Wars? So, Nick, take it away. Hey, TRB. Hope everyone's doing well. Uh, Last week, my wife and I were were blessed to welcome in a baby girl to our family. Uh, We're just super excited to share Star Wars with her. Um, And just thinking about um, watching it and sharing something that I value and that we love so much with children is just uh, something I'm really looking forward to. 
I'm hopeful that by the time um, she's seven, eight, nine years old, that we have uh, met much more content, a lot more TV shows and a lot more movies that we can just um, share those experiences together. Nicely done, Nick. Thank you so much for being a part of the show. John, what do you think? Well, now, I mean, both of you are fathers yourselves. So, John, mm-hmm. what do you think? Yeah, I mean, it's it's a good answer. It's similar to how I feel. You're just kind of, um, I can't wait to one day be able to share this, you know, with my kids. Um, because with Star Wars, it's a little different than maybe a Pixar movie where you can visually stimulate them. They need to understand what kind of what's going on. Um, so you got to be a little older for that. So I can see what you're saying. Like maybe she's seven, maybe she's eight, maybe she's nine. I can't wait with all the content they're doing to be able to maybe watch new stuff with her and what catch her up on all this stuff. And it's uh it's a very cool thing that I look forward to experiencing. So as you were giving your take on it, I was kind of relating to you pretty well there, Nick. So uh, great job as always. Uh, congrats again. Uh, thanks for all your support. You're the man. And uh, I'll talk to you soon, bud. James. Yeah, huge news. Um, very excited. Congratulations. Um, and I think you're you're dead on too, because like my son right now is four, and he still doesn't particularly seem interested in it. There's been a couple things that pop out to him, but um, I think people have always. I feel like I've heard the the age five, but I'm like, man, he's right on the edge of being five, and I don't think that's there yet. I think you got to be seven, eight, or nine somewhere in that range. Uh, before the stories actually start to like click is like, oh, I understand why this is important. It's not just like Luke Skywalker is a hero. It's like, oh man, he went through a lot of stuff, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. yeah. thing. I think you need to like kind of be a little bit older to get it. So I, I look forward to <laughs> still be doing the show <laughs> when, you know, uh, that time rolls around. But, uh, but yeah, um, congratulations. Thanks for being a general and good pod race. Nick, congrats. I'm right there with you. New baby girl. So, this is super exciting. Uh, I know I personally am like, I can't wait for the moment that I get to share this stuff with her, but I agree. It's probably going to be later. I myself found Star Wars, I think when I was like six or seven, probably six. Uh, like James said, I think that's the age that you kind of start to mm-hmm. connect with characters and recognize things like, yeah, you can pick out characters and name them, but like you don't connect to the stories that way until you're a certain age, like first or second grade for me, at least. Um, however, my baby did watch, uh, book Boba Fett this morning with me. <laughs> oh, nice. She was Very watching. Nice. She was just like, <laughs> when he was fighting the people at the beginning. So she has no idea what's going on. She probably just sees lights and colors, but she's like, where's Boba Fett? What it is made that? me, it made me laugh. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, thank you so much for being a part of the resistance. You were awesome. And now we're going to head to John. All right. Uh, did you see what I sent to, uh, Nick on our Patreon discord? I said, congrats congrats. all right now it's time for will of the force i fear nothing all right so you submit uh, questions to us um, on patreon sometimes we uh create our own but uh lately because we've been doing this hybrid show we want to give extra love to our patrons and you sent them in on patreon.com slash resistance broadcast and it's kind of like a will they won't they sort of thing you know the drill by now i'm Mm -hmm. sure so let's get into it the first one from our newest general, the drum Jedi, Mike Ramore. Mike, what is happening? Uh, Mike submitted a question that is, will Boba Fett's palace become a sanctuary for the scattered and hidden culverts of Mandalorians in the Outer Rim? Ooh, that is a good question. Two episodes to go of Boba Fett. We'll see. Uh, Lacey, what do you think? This is actually a great idea, Mike. Thanks for the question. Uh, I'm going to say no, because 
the two that we saw in the book of Boba Fett, uh, Armor and Paz Viz- Paz Viz- <laughs> I'm messing up his name. That's it. Uh, they were very adamant that if you didn't follow the creed, then you weren't a part of their little crew. It's like, you can't sit with us, mean girls. Like, you can't sit with us. So, um, <laughs> I don't think that's going to happen. Unless it's like other Mandalorians like Bo-Katan who, who doesn't care and just wants to be in like a really sick palace with a rancor. Uh, mm. So, I'm going to say no. They will not. All right. James, how about you? I'm also thinking no. I, I When I read it, I thought, oh, that's really interesting <clears throat> because I think there's some speculation right now like maybe Boba Fett is someone who could be a contender for taking over, um, you know, and, and it would be interesting, but I don't know. I just kind of get the vibe that like Jabba's palace is not a place that is the right spot for it. I don't know. I mm-hmm. just, it's something, just a feeling, but I think you bring up a good point that it possibly could be. So I don't know. Maybe we'll see it. All right. Uh, I'm, I'm going to go. No. Um, the Boba Fett reason being a big one. He takes his helmet off all the time. The armor is not a fan of that. All the new, Followers of the Creed aren't a fan of that. Uh, there are different versions of Mandalorians out there who believe different things as uh, the, the species of Mandalorians kind of went beyond the planet at this point and everyone kind of started writing their own version of it, it seems. But I'm going to lean towards no. I think there's other plans in place for what's going to happen with uh, that palace. I'm not sure what they are, but I don't know that it's going to become the new, like Mandalorians are going to be like, yeah, we're Tatooine, that's where we want to be. We want to be on Tatooine. So uh, I'm going to say no there. All right, next one. Dave, Indie Dave. What's up, Dave? Uh, will there be an animated series during the time period where Luke traveled the galaxy searching for histories and artifacts of past Jedi and Sith, James? You know I say yes. I This is this has been something that I've been pitching for a very long time. I don't see... I, I can hear some of the arguments, but like it just makes perfect sense to me. Mark Hamill, history of voice acting. It's a way to bring him back easily, keep him involved, similar to the Anthony Daniels thing we were talking about earlier. And this is just an absolute ripe area of like Luke, be, you know, with the Jedi Order and teaching and maybe a young Ben Solo, Grogu involved, like uh, stories and, t- you know, him discovering how did he get like the Clone Wars filled in the gap that maybe the the prequels were unable to kind of deliver. So it's like, how did this Luke become this Luke? we needed something in between to tell us that story. Like there's so much there that I feel like could really ripen star Wars, uh, in this area. Uh, I say, yeah, it's going to happen. I got to do it. Right on. Lacey, what do you think? I would love to see this and I love Luke Skywalker and I want to see it. Uh, I don't think they will right now. I, I think they're, I said that the Tales of the Jedi I thought was kind of more of like an anthology thing where they're going to focus on a couple different Jedi and it lets them have like an episode episode about like who they are and what they're about or special adventure they went on. I just think right now with Luke Skywalker, they're they're being very protective and or particular in where he's being featured. And right now it's kind of the Mandalorian adventure timeline. I think they're going to leave it at that for now. So I'm going to say no. All right. Cool. Cool. I'm going to say yes. Um, just because of that theme, I feel is starting to shift in the tide a bit where they're like, let's, 
harp on the familiar and what people like and good idea there is a 30 year time gap there i just i'm not sure when they're going to choose to do it what five-year gap is it immediately after return of the jedi is it in the middle uh is it going to be like teenage ben solo i think that's the thing that i'm curious which which the way they go with it um but i think eventually it does happen and curious to see uh how soon and who takes over animation because i think baloney is clearly moved on from that aspect of the role so right um all right last one here matt ham new what's up matt thanks for joining us thanks for being part of the resistance man uh will we see boba fett finally get his revenge for his father's death with a force lightning scarred old mace windu played by samuel l jackson perhaps off world um i'm gonna say no mace windu's dead guys i i i think uh, i i there's a lot of stuff going around with these you know, characters who we thought were dead coming back, Boba Fett obviously being one of them. But some characters I think are dead, dead, and I think Mace Windu is one of them. Uh, I know there are a lot of people hoping for a bit of a return there, but at this point, you know, Samuel Jackson's getting into his mid-70s. I think he's even winding down his involvement with Marvel a little bit. I don't think he's about to reignite the engines at this point and come back as Mace Windu, even an older Mace Windu. So I think he dead, so I'm going to say no. Uh, Lacey, what do you think? I'm going to say no as well. I think he's dead. That's my quick answer, because I think it's like you've said everything that I was going to say. Yeah, I mean, I I hear you guys. I I think it's one of those things like I I agree with you until the day they announce it. And the day they announce it, I go, that's fine with me. Uh, Yeah. yeah. Okay. They're going to do it. It's going to be cool. They're going to bring him back or 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 Boba Fett's going to go to this place and he's just going to be there. And it's going to be like the end of book of boba fett season two episode five or whatever and we're gonna be right. like what it's just gonna lose our minds because you're saying he's older and stuff but i mean it's not that we didn't get that with like an older luke we got that with an older um uh, uh ian mcdermott you know like you can have a character that's very force centric and he's controlling the situation and all this other stuff and i don't know maybe he's lost his jedi ways and stuff and i feel like they could really play with that maybe he just quit like altogether, and that's why he's been gone you know but Samuel Jackson wants to do it. He's said multiple times, you know, over the years that he's not dead. He wants to come back and it's all just a game. But if they if they announced it, I would be pumped. I, I don't know that I want it to happen, but I think I kind of do. So, yeah, I'd be OK if it happened. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, that is it. Thank you for those questions. Thank you to everybody who continues to submit topics on Patreon for Will of the Force. Uh, we'll probably get it fired up again next week and all throughout the run of the book of boba fett as we're doing the mando fan show on wednesdays into thursday um but thank you to everybody who has been watching and listening and being a part of trb we appreciate you very very much as Lacey said make sure you're subscribed on your preferred platform and share us with a friend word of mouth is what helps us grow and you're a big part of that so thank you thank you very much to everyone who uh just takes us in to your earbuds every week we appreciate that very much Make sure uh, you go to StarWarsNewsNet.com every day for your Star Wars news, reviews, editorials, information, and more. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Johnny Hoey, StarWarsNewsNet.com, and my movie podcast, Just Like the Movies. We just did Howard Stern's Private Parts last week, and uh, look forward to what we're doing in the future there. Uh, James, how about you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Myra Trunks. Lacey. People could find me on Twitter and Instagram at Lacey Gillerin and this Wednesday doing the Mando Minute. I'm so excited. 
Yes. Oh, that should be a good one. Look forward to that. It's uh, probably not and... going to be a minute. <laughs> <laughs> Spoiler alert. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, thank you, everybody. We will be back with you Wednesday uh, at 9 p.m. on the Mando Fan Show. And check Lacey's Mando Minutes. Uh, the content machine rolls on. But until Wednesday, as always, we'll see you around, kids. I tried to make it a minute. It <laughs>